Hello. Hello. Uh, welcome to the first episode of Gatekeeping, where each week we take a pop culture deep dive and we decide whether our topic makes it through our metaphorical gate. I'm James. I'm Sam. I am a uh, filmmaker and writer um, and a anti-hero and a mirrorball and a liability um, I work in TV. I'm James. I am at 24. Oh, <laughs> I'm also 24. <laughs> I'm 24 and single and I'm living my life. James um, no. is a little older than me. <laughs> no, um, I'm a 24-year-old pop culture aficionado, <laughs> I would say. I'm a bit of a, a cultural maven. Really? I love to read. <laughs> I love to go to the cinema. I love to yes. go to the theatre. I'm all about that. Um... <laughs> And yeah, welcome, welcome. That's you? That's me. What have you been up to this week, James? This week, well, I mean, we made the trip to Dua Lipa yes. on Friday night. <laughs> we did. We made the journey down to Rod Laver Arena. Oh, and what a journey it was. <laughs> it was. I, look, before we went, I mean, we bought the tickets, what, a year ago? Literally. Um, I will say it, I didn't really want to go. <laughs> I don't know, it just, it felt like a bit of a chore beforehand. I was in the worst mood ever when I got there. That's very unlike you. How, <laughs> how was your journey to the... Um, honestly, it was. A, I was kind of stressed because I finished work and then I had to like run home, get changed, and then my friends were like, oh we goodness. want to get there for the opening act. And I was like... Yes. I was like, we love TK Maidza, but like we've seen her at every other Australian festival. Can we just like take a minute? Right, like, you wanted let's a have bit a few more drinks. So, like, let's chill out. But no, we got there. Um, TK was great, as yes. she always is. And we saw each other. We saw each other. We did. What <laughs> brought, a, brought in my mood, as you always do. Oh, that's so sweet of you, Sam. It is. Uh, no, but my mood did turn around. Uh, I, I enjoyed the show. What did you think? I had a great time. Um, I was surrounded by all my friends I think that really made it um really elevated the experience it elevated it, it ele- I mean it was very much friends and enemies there it was like very every, much friends and every enemies. single gay person in Nam was there like, for better or worse you know there were enemies there were friends there was bridges were burned yes. bridges were rebuilt <laughs> it was a coming together of minds a coming together of minds <laughs> um, it was um, a real intellectual um it's like a comrades. It was like even. the G20 summit. <laughs> G20 summit. Um, yes. I mean, the show was good. I enjoyed the show. I mean, I haven't listened to her album in a long time mm. um, because, I don't know, I, just bad memories. Yeah, literally. I bad think memories on lockdown. It's a very good album. I mean, but I don't know. I liked it. I liked the show. I just... That poor lady just has absolutely no stage presence. It's incredible. <laughs> she is yes, just slinking it, around in her gorgeous outfits and she's doing it incredibly. Yes, but she's gorgeous. I um, just, I was like, okay, that was fun. Yeah, it's, um, look, yeah, I do have to agree. Um, and I think, like, you could probably cut quite a few of the songs. But then um, she also, no like, offense. didn't play, like, some of her old good stuff, uh, like Blow Your, your Mind. mind. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the best um, Dua Lipa song. She didn't play it. <laughs> um, yeah, like, um, I mean, Boys Will Be Boys is, like, just a bad song. That is but, I mean, it's sort of camp in a way. And when, it's really come around for me. I used to, like, I used to, like, hate it. Like, couldn't even listen to it. And now it's, like, you've really done, like, the camp turnaround for me. Yes. I mean, um, when it went into like the dance break right after, do you remember that? Um, that was quite stunning. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, what is going I mean, that was sort of my favorite part of the show when it, um, 
ended. <laughs> no, no. I mean, when when they were all like dancing and like rollerblading, yeah. um, and uh, she wasn't even on stage. Yeah, she had a little costume change. Yes, but no, I think she's a great performer, mm. um, even if she doesn't have the most charisma. Yeah, and I mean, she has got the hits. Like we have to give. Oh, her that. hit like, after hit. Yes, hit after hit. Like don't start now. One of the best songs. Literally, um, that went off. What yes. an excellent way to close. An excellent way to close. Um, and then we did go to circuit after the show actually which was not um it wasn't the best time i've ever had in my life no no that's the thing with circuit you know sometimes it's sometimes it's great sometimes it's the most foul vibes yes, in the world. i mean just, it's mostly the foul vibes yeah for being honest yeah i mean that was again every gay person was there it packed into i was surprised room. that it was not as busy it was like, so it was busy. busy but like I there. couldn't move in there. But, like, that's, like, always. But, like, there wasn't a line. It was, like, we got in pretty quickly. I thought it was going to be, like, line down the road. Kind of yes. everyone was going. Everyone was at circuit. No. Uh, no one was. Uh, well, that was that. What else have you been up to? Um, I finally, um, I went and saw Empire of Light last night, which yes, is... Yes, what is that? Um, it is the new Sam Mendes film starring Olivia Colman. I think Colin Firth is in it as well. Oh, I didn't know this. It's, um, it was a interesting film, let's just say that. Interesting. Um, solid three stars for me. Out of five. That's pretty good. I don't um, know your rating system, but I think three purely because um, Olivia Colman is genuinely like the best actress of our generation i think like do you think so the way of our generation you are a little older than me yes of course um well i don't know of a generation yes <laughs> just certainly um, um well, i mean who else is in her generation like oh she's like i think i feel like olivia coleman's younger than we give her credit for i feel like she's then like, we give her credit for yes probably i think she's like mid 40s yes yeah yes um, she looks it yeah. Um, but no, it was not, it was a very like mismatched film in terms of like, it was a, it was trying to be about cinema. It was also trying to be about race and it was also trying to be about, um, Olivia Coleman having schizophrenia Oh, and it was very like so many good ideas could have cut like three themes and made it a bit more yes. succinct. Cinematography was gorgeous, of course. I've Roger heard- Deakins. Oh, is it? I yeah. Know I'm a fan. Of course. Of um, and I saw, and, um, and it was set in like this old cinema in like England and it was like very regal right. and gorgeous. And I went and saw it at the Astor. Yes. Which I mean. A real life old cinema. The real life old cinema. It, I've heard it's kind of, that movie is just kind of like a, a love letter to cinema. Yeah, but. Which is Maybe a like a love like, note because I, love, it, it, wasn't a letter, fle- no. it wasn't fleshed out enough to be a letter. Right. How, how long was it? Um, it was only two hours, which oh, was nice. Only two hours is a long time. But it felt, it kind of, the pacing was off, but then like. I don't know. I like, I'm not a crier, but <laughs> Olivia Coleman like had me on the verge of tears in like multiple instances oh. because she's just. But you didn't get that. You didn't cry. No. No. Out of stubbornness. Yes. Um, you are stubborn. Yes. Um, have you been watching The Crown? Um, I have not. No, have you're not, not a crowner. I feel like every, every year <clears throat> they say this prestige actress is going to be in The Crown and I'm like this year. Yes. I'm I mean, literally Olivia Coleman. <laughs> well, literally Olivia Coleman and Helena Bonham Carter. And then yes. Imelda Staunton is probably like my favorite actress of <laughs> a certain age. Shut the fuck up. I love no Imelda Staunton. <laughs> she is one of the, so like, she's a theater girly. She is one of the right. premier interpreters of Sondheim. Sure. Let me wear. <laughs> I'm not even that will drag you to The Crown. I know. And you love Diana. 
I don't love Diana. I love Kristen Stewart. As, as, as <laughs> <laughs> but haven't you seen like Diana the Musical? Oh, don't talk to me about Diana the you, Musical. You like the not real Diana. You yeah. don't care for the real woman. I love Elizabeth Debicki as well. Yes, so, me like, too. Famously six foot 11. No. <laughs> no, no, she's yeah. like six foot three. <laughs> She's six foot three. Oh, she, that That's lady my is height. large. Yeah. That lady's large. Okay, Monster on the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't say that. Um, but wow. are you enjoying The Crown? Because I've uh, heard mixed reviews about this new season. I mean, I've seen two episodes of, um, of this season. And the first one, the whole thing just involves, it revolves around um, their big ship boat I don't know you can't ship her boat I can't remember like the huge ship um is like in need of repairs um so it just involves um the queen asking the prime minister um for money who's the prime minister at this point uh it's it's not Maggie um, anymore not who not Maggie Thatcher that was no 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 it's um I had to look it up his name is John Major uh never heard of him uh but he's played by um Johnny Lee Miller. Oh. Um, is he gay? No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's one of the girls. I'm not sure. Maybe he's played Maybe. Played one of the girls. Probably. I'm not sure. Uh, but or was no. he in Bros? Because if he was in Bros, it was gay. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he was in Bros. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then the second episode revolved around, like, um, what's, like, the old one um <laughs> i mean they're all old but like the like the sister no 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 the uh, who was her husband queen elizabeth's husband <gasps> prince philip Philip. yes yeah um rest in peace uh to both of them um <laughs> yes it just revolved around him like fixing up a, a carriage and like telling diana that she needs to like be more private um and, you know, he's obviously, like, a foul, foul man. Uh, I mean, that's my whole impression of everyone on that show. Yeah. Uh, the characters, who were real people, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, they're all foul people. Um, I guess Diana's the most sympathetic. Of course, yeah. have a soft spot for her. Oh, um, absolutely. Yes. Um, but also, I, I mean, I'm... It was the Handmaid's Tale finale this week. Tell me everything. Because <laughs> no, I that certainly have not watched anything past season one of that program. Okay. I mean, that's probably the good decision for for yourself, for your mental health. And I also, like, I remember when I first watched The Handmaid's Tale, I watched it in, like, a weekend. Like, in one right. day. And I was like, I can't. You I can't, can't. I can't, can't continue, continue. <laughs> I can't this continue at this on. pace. <laughs> um, and, yeah, because I read the books, the book singular as well, and I quite yes. liked it. But, um... Yeah. But so. you tapped out. You're not feminine. You're not as feminist as I. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You've got I'm a bit so of unchecked misogyny. <laughs> um, so I've seen every episode and I've read the two books. Oh. Um, so, yes, I mean, it was, it was. it's actually been good again this season, okay. um, which I've been telling everyone who listened, but no one will continue because everyone stopped listening after, uh, everyone stopped watching after season one. Um, and look, look, it did get quite bad in the middle there, Yeah. but, um, it's back. It's a great show again. I'd recommend watching it. The finale, I was shocked. I, I laughed. I cried everything in between. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great show again. I'd recommend it. Okay. And I've, I've been reading, um, the Testaments at the moment. I'm oh. reading the sequel. Um, and they're doing, because they're doing a TV show of the Testaments. Oh, okay. After the Handmaid's Tale. Is this... 
finishing? Like, is this the last uh, season? So or? season five just finished this week and season six will be the last. Wonderful. Um, but the exciting news is that um, the Testaments, I didn't know, but it actually revolves around Aunt Lydia. Oh. Who is played by the wonderful <laughs> Anne Dowd the in the TV show. The Immaculate Anne Dowd. The Immaculate Anne Dowd. We are big fans of her over here at this podcast. We actually, um, <laughs> the first time we probably met was at, yes. we were like, we're at the club and we were like, the Antioch fan club has arrived yes. and we started. It has arrived. The Antioch fan club of Melbourne and on of, the floor at Rubik's Warehouse. <laughs> which is, and of course, our friendship was taken to the next level when we saw one of her films. Uh, um, at a at unnamed, film festival that will not be named. <laughs> at an unnamed film festival for, for gay people. Um, yes, we gay saw- people only. <laughs> We saw one of her films, which she wasn't in. Cowboys, was it called or something? No, no, no. That's a new one. It's called, but it was like Western. Yeah, no. Um, uh, my, I don't remember anything from the film or even really her in the film, but I do remember when she, she came. She played a cop. Oh, did she? Yeah. But she was like a sympathetic cop. Yeah. <laughs> she was playing propaganda. Very <laughs> Aunt Lydia. Um, yes, but I, no, I, I just remember when she came on screen, the person behind us whispers to her friend, I love her. <laughs> I mean, she's incredible. I mean, this. I'm sure we will we'll do a deep dive. I will do we'll a whole and out episode. Don't I, worry. Actually, speaking of, I actually learned this week that um, she plays the vet that puts down the dog Marley in Marley and Me. Did you know this? I did not until you until. <laughs> It was late. It was on a Thursday night and I got this message from Sam. I was like, I was about to turn off my phone and go to sleep. And it's, it's literally like, like have you seen night. Marley and me? And I was like, yeah, like ages ago. And he comes back and he's like, well, Andy, so obviously I've want to kill you. the dog. And I was like, what? She said, I will do it if I get to kill the dog. I mean, it's, it's probably the most pivotal role in the film. Oh, like, it's, it's the, I guess you could say it's the antagonist. Yeah, the she film. was the antagonist. And she's, I mean, from the, I didn't watch the movie again, but I, I watched the clip of her putting the dog down. How did you come across this? Because I thought you like, I don't know, like were watching Marley and me with like. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just looking up her credits and I saw Marley oh, and me. Oh, that's to do. Yeah. I thought... Where, what's she been up to? What's she been up to? And down. And yeah, so Marley, I thought, and it said she played like Doctor something. So I was like, well, surely the she's doctor. the vet. So like, surely she must then put the dog down. And I was correct. Um, so she's done a lot for cinema that we don't uh, even know about. Literally. I mean, we can't, we, ha- we, we don't have time. We, we, we don't, simply we don't, don't have time. We have to move on. We can't keep talking about and down. Um, I also watched um, Don't Worry Darling for the first time this weekend. Oh. Let's get oh, into that. Let's. I mean, we're a bit late on the whole thing. Um, I mean, I didn't see it in cinemas because I heard it was not good. I saw it. I went to an advanced screening because yes. I. Um, you couldn't wait. When anything is we when anything's delayed in Australia, I need to see it as soon as I can. Of course. Like, I need to have an opinion on everything. I need yes. to get there. Like they, they, they're showing Tar in Sydney this weekend. And I was genuinely considering flying up to see it. Yes. Um, you're sick like that. I am sick and flights were $400. So I said, no, thank you. No, thank it was you. also sold out. Um, but yeah, like that film, don't worry, darling. It's not a good film is what I've. It is concluded. not a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to like it. I mean, I am a fan of Booksmart. I'm a huge fan of Booksmart, Booksmart's her great. first movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not Booksmart. I guess I appreciate she did something different. Mm. Um, and it was almost working for me in the first half where yeah. you don't really know what's happening. Like the un- unsettled nature of it w- mm. was done not bad. I mean, it must be said Florence Pugh um, can do no wrong. Literally, very like 
two we we're going to discuss today two british actresses that are eleva- <laughs> able to elevate a script incredibly olivia yes. Coleman and florence Pugh. yes like she's just so like captivating to look at as well. And like in that, like she's so tiny retro look, like she looked incredible. That bit (laughs) where she's like crying to, um, what's the director's name? Olivia Wilde. Yes. In the mirrored bit. while like they're at that party where Dita Montes was. And she's like telling her, she's like, this isn't real. Oh my goodness. Yes. Incredible. If there's one thing Florence Pugh is going to do well, it's cry on screen. Right. I mean, I actually rewatched Midsummer last night. Um, <laughs> I've, I've only seen it once. I, I thought, and I also watched Little Women last week. I'm on a kind Little of Florence Women. Pugh tear, now, tear at the moment. That's an excellent film. No, that's a film. I cried many, many times. I've seen it. Well, actually, just once. Um, You've only seen Little Women once? Yes. Well, I don't know. I I didn't like love it when it came out. So I was like, well, which I recognize was my problem like yeah. it was not a fault of the film it was <laughs> i'm wrong <laughs> i'm like if me and greta go we have different opinions she's right like let, yeah. let, let, yeah. let me know um yeah so i watched it again cried my eyes out about yeah. five times oh. um everyone's incredible in that um, i honestly think like that's one of florence's best roles like i mean she hasn't had that many um <laughs> I mean, actually, you know what? She's got <clears throat> her um, filmography is like stacked. Like she hasn't really done anything too bad aside from Don't Worry Darling. Yes. She is in that movie, The Commuter with Liam Neeson. Have you seen that? I have not seen that. It's like, it's like the same Liam Neeson shit, but it's on a train and it stars Vera Farmiga actually. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. That again is not a good movie from memory because I did see it in cinemas. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. <He> because <laughs> Sam has to go support Liam Neeson. Yes. Um, is he Irish? I think so. Yes. I've got to support the Irish, as I love to do. Sasha Ronan, Liam Neeson. Not Liam Maybe he's... Well, yeah. He's look, not so much. I'm not going to defend Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Dig yourself out of this one, girl. Um, well, but Widows is a great film. Widows is a great film. I remember... Despite of him. I t- went and saw that with um, an oomph. Yes. And, <laughs> and they left. And they were just like, I didn't get it. I was like, what's to get? I mean, it's got a lot of lot of layers. Gillian Flynn's gonna put the layers in. Oh, the she's gonna yes. make a fucking layer. Cake. Um, but sorry, I brought up Midsummer because I wanted to mention um the fact that there's an Austin Powers <laughs> reference in this film. Did you know this? Do you remember this? I did not know this, but then I saw you posting. Yes, um, one of the. It's in Sweden, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like one of the Sweden, Scandinavian Swedish miscellaneous. Yes. Um, they come in and they're like, the children are watching Austin Powers. They say say it in Swedish. Like, if you'd like to join, which had me fucking gagged. It was the same reaction as seeing Anne Dowd and Marley and me. It's like, pardon me, Austin Powers exists in... In the Midsummer Cinema. Yes. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, so I guess surely the kids are going around quoting Austin Powers. Good old you, That was a great... Um, great accent work thank you, there. Thank you, um, Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> <laughs> um... What, yeah. what one do you think they were watching? Do you think they're watching one, two, or three? <laughs> Surely you're watching number one. I mean, that's the best one. They were doing marathon. They were doing a marathon. They were doing all three. Um, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. That's cinema, really. Yeah. Um, when Austin Powers is mentioned. And Austin Powers is also cinema to me. That's still the funniest films ever made. Oh, truly. Must be said. Must be said. You agree? Hey, Austin Powers was like a staple of my childhood. Of course. Like me and my brother would just like watch that all the yes. time. Yes. You grew up in the village from Midsummer, actually. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they say? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We are here for one reason today. To talk about one 
specific woman. And I mean, to start off the podcast that we are creating, we had to bring in the big guns. We had to say, <laughs> we want to talk about something that may have changed the course of history. Yes. And that's what this is. And this particular woman, she changed everything. She, should we just, should we say who it is? Or should we I mean, it? you've probably guessed already. Given. We're talking about none other than Susan, Susan Boyle. Boyle. Oh, even just saying the name because she also does, it really does. Now it's been a while since I've thought about her, you know. I mean yeah. she hasn't been in the public the public consciousness for a while. Literally. Right. Um so I think it was what two thousand it was two thousand and nine. and nine. Oh my god. So it's uh what, twelve years ago? No. No. Thirteen. Thirteen, oh my god. Thirteen years ago she Strolled out onto that stage. Onto that Britain's Got Talent stage. Onto the Britain's Got Talent stage. And even, you know, the whole concept of Britain's Got Talent and Australia's Got Talent, that's, that shows you where we're at in the culture when exactly. this was the biggest show on earth. Exactly. Um, so, Susan Boyle, she walks out. I mean, we've watched her audition recently, right? We have, of course. What did you think? Oh, it's just... The way, the confidence, she strolls out <laughs> and she says, she knew what she was about to do. She said, Do you think so? No. Um, no, she had no idea. She was just there I for mean, a good time. What, describe what she was wearing. Um, I feel, I feel like the adjective that I would immediately go for would be like frumpy. Whoa. Oh my <laughs> like God. Like this frumpy little... Frumpy. Um, Beige dress. Yes, it is beige, isn't it? It is beige. Yes. Um, a lovely little sensible knee length moment. Yes. With some gorgeous um, flats. Black stockings. No, I thought she had a little heel. I don't think she I feel like she heel. had, like, because I, I was watching, I rewatched the video, obviously, and I was like, those shoes, those shoes. I'm going to have to. She picked the cuntiest shoes in her wardrobe. Uh, and, and she, she trotted her onto that stage. Quick clack. I need to find out what these shoes You're looking were. it up. Because <laughs> we're going to get a pair. We're going to get a pair. It's giving. Um, yes. I mean, she looks stunning. She looks stunning. Um, she... Oh, yeah. They're a white, a white shoe with the tiniest little heel. Oh, okay. You are right. Yeah. You are right. I, in my mind, it was flats. Oh, the belt. She's got like this beige dress. <laughs> goes just below the she's knee. Wearing she's wearing a She's got a lovely silk belt. belt on with a little bow. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's quite stunning. I mean, she comes out, she says, um, they ask her her age. She says 47. Piers Morgan, one of the judges, can only give what I would describe a look of disgust. <laughs> he's like, just from hearing she's 47 years old, he's like, oh, and then she, yuck. That's only one side of me or something, Justin. <laughs> Does she say that? Yeah, she like does a little, oh, the, the, that's only the, the half of me or whatever. Uh, and that's kind of the first... Um, the first time we see a glimpse of the personality from her that the we stunning personality that we grew that to love, known to love. It's and then and then well, she says that she wants to be a professional singer, um, and then we cut to I mean the whole crowd rolling their eyes. Um, there's one girl, note this for later. One particular girl rolls her eyes in the crowd. Oh, you know no, about this. this we will come back. We to will this. come back to this. Everyone <laughs> remember the eye rolls. We'll have a callback. We'll have a callback. And then she starts singing. And wow. <laughs> and the world stopped. The world, the world stopped. literally stopped. She, I mean, I think about the choice of the song, I Dream to Dream. I think there's a lot. I mean, it's kind of obvious. But there's so many layers. There is. Do you think, sorry, 
are you familiar with like the audition process for like the for BGT BGT like AGT no Australian Idol are you okay have you done it um I may have auditioned for Young Talent Time are back you in serious? my back in my childhood what was your talent but basic being annoying <laughs> she's a singer <laughs> a singer you were the Susan Boyle of Nine I was the Susan Boyle yes. of Craigie Burn I was <laughs> you came in in your little heel my little heel um but no so like basically when you do these auditions for these shows you you don't immediately, you obviously don't immediately go in of an course. assignment. You, yep. I think it's like three or four rounds. So like they right. give like a general audition and it's like everyone come on down, cattle call. Yep. Then they get you off to another level. And then I think after that, it's in front of like a producing team and then they start and figure out your storyline sure. and sure. all that. And then your first audition, quote marks, which is on TV, yes. is actually like round five. Of course. And they've like, so they've that's why I'm like, you. do you think they said, Susan Boyle, this is your story. They picked the song. We're going to pick this song. You're going to wear this. And because like, it's so insane to me that basically the whole (laughs) conceit of Susan Boyle as a concept is this foul, wretched woman. Oh, okay. Not too much on Susan Boyle, please. No, no, no. But like, that's like the, they're like this woman. Well, well, no, you're right. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, she came out the whole, everyone's like, Ugly people can't sing. Literally. And she said, yes, I can. Yes, yes I they can. can. I mean, and I say ugly, I'm not calling her ugly. Just no, to be clear. No. Just to be clear. But I mean, that was that was why everyone was gagged. They were like, they were like, I, I feel like they were playing up that angle too. They were like, this hideous this woman. This hideous And like. <laughs> this hag. They put she on that sing. like, it was like, they put on that like vampy music. It was like when they, yes. when a camp queen on Drag Race comes in and it's like, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> And she it's was, Susan Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're giving her this story, and they're like, and then she yes. comes on and she's like, I dreamed a dream in time gone by. My life is so hard. That's the thing, it's like I obviously relate to Fontaine as much as the, well, the not as much person. as I would say more than most people really. I relate to Fontaine given You um, really are the Fontaine of, of no. Of yeah, no. she's based based on my life, that story actually. Um <laughs> but I don't know. I'm like it is a little um on the nose. <laughs> it's a little on the nose. She's kind of being like God, I'm pathetic, aren't I? Look at this girl. Look at me. She's saying, look at my wretched life. I mean, but what's so bad about it? Literally. Well, look, unrealized yeah, well, dreams, actually, right? I loved um, her little cipher. It was like Susan Boyle, 48, unemployed. Unemployed. <laughs> I was like, me. Me, <laughs> yes. Um, she dreamed a dream. I, I I mean, it's she did a lot for um, that song, really. Oh, I, I would say, argue, actually, she sort of brought it into the public consciousness. Literally. I mean, because this was before the film. Exactly. Right? I remember um, we had, like, a talent show at school, and I did a cover of I Dreamed a Dream, but I did the Glee oh. version, obviously. And <laughs> of then, because it was still, um, my teacher was like, oh, we can, like, say it's by Susan Boyle. And I was like, no, it's from Glee. Bye. I don't want to be associated. <laughs> So, but not even not even Patty Lapone. You said well, no. I was, it's I from was, Glee. It's it was you know at the very early beginnings of my I would have been like of your journey. Yeah, my journey into becoming the most annoying person <laughs> you've ever met in your life. Yes. Um, it was Glee season one, so it would have been like two thousand and nine. They did. I dreamed a dream in yeah Glee season one. They did. I've never so, seen it. Oh, oh, okay. So. <laughs> You know, you know, Lee Michelle Rachel Berry. Yes. She's the, so basically her storyline 
is she was adopted by two gay dads. Sure. Um, she doesn't know which one is her real father. Oh, wait, she wasn't adopted. So the joke is she's like, I have two gay dads. One of them is my real one. I don't know which one is which. And one of them's black. Right. And the other one's like a white Jewish guy. This is a very 2009 anyway, storyline. Yeah. Anyway, to cut a long story short, basically, Adina Menzel comes on as like a rival coach. Sure. Find out. Adina Menzel is a, her biological mother. That's mother, right. And then they have a harrowing moment where they sing I Dreamed a Dream together as a okay. duet on the stage. Oh, that does it, sound quite beautiful. Well, we'll be seated. We'll be seated. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Susan Ball, she sung the song. She got three yeses uh, from everyone. Literally. She went through. She obviously, I mean, the scale of, of that audition Everyone. I remember on it was Earth. like on newspapers. On newspapers like, everywhere. Coming into school the next day and everyone was talking Everyone's about just, it. Oh, this ugly woman can sing. This ugly woman can, can sing. Um, she she obviously got to the all the way to the final of BGT. She didn't win, did she? She didn't win. She lost to um, a dance group called Diversity. Oh, um, as wants to do. Yes. Um, she went on to release her album, I Dreamed a Dream. What other um, songs did she sing on, um, on the show? Because... I couldn't tell you. Oh. Um, oh, she. I'm pretty sure she sung um, Memory from Cats. Oh, yes, of I course. I don't know if another, I'm Another this. downtrodden yes. woman song. <laughs> she, um, I don't know if she did it on the show, but she's definitely done it. Mm. That's sort of one of her big performances. Um, yeah, so she she didn't win. She went on to release her album, My Dream to Dream. Oh, and what an fitting name. album it was. Um, yeah, she did sing Memory on... Oh, great. Yeah. Um, she should have been in Cats, actually. Oh, no, look. Um, Jennifer Hudson. Yes, Jennifer Hudson ate. Uh, and Hale Swift. She I ate. <laughs> I go on a tangent about how I think Jennifer Hudson, if that was... She was giving, like, the greatest performance of her life in that film. Oh, um, um, well, what about Sex in the City, the movie? Oh, I mean, she was acting her ass off and she got With handed that bag. bag. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Oscar-winning performance that right was, there. That was. Um, so, I don't know if you knew this, James, but uh, her album, My Dream to Dream, one of the best-selling albums of the 21st century and the biggest album internationally in 2009. Yes. Well, yes. I oh, remember. You knew this already. I see. You know, there's like um, graphic videos where it's like the charts... Oh, um, yes, of yeah. course. I yeah. saw one the other day and it was just like, Susan Boyle outsold. <laughs> Susan Boyle outsold Taylor Swift. She well, outsold yes. Madonna. She outsold Kylie Minogue. Yes. So in the US, um, her album topped the Billboard chart for six, so yes, yeah, six straight weeks. Um, and actually in the US, she was beaten by one woman. And who was her? It was Miss Taylor Swift with Fearless. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at the material. Look at the material. <laughs> I mean, look, we love them both. We won't pit women against each other on this podcast. Women's okay? stories matter. Women's stories matter. We will not let them compete. Um, but I have to say, I have not actually listened to Susan's album. I have listened to Fearless. Um, I love that album. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was it was actually quite. I've got the stats here. Actually, it was okay. pretty close. Um, Susan. Came in at three million one hundred and four thousand. Oh my god! Taylor just got ahead with three million two hundred seventeen thousand. It's a close, a close shave. It is, um, and I mean, this is in the time of physical media too. Oh, exactly. Can you imagine Susan Boyle's streaming party? Oh, if she oh, Susan Album was- Party. <laughs> 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 oh. Just say. 
I mean, um, I haven't even mentioned that in my notes here. I can't believe I forgot about this. Look, well, that must... Okay, talking about deliberate. That must have been deliberate, right? Come on Oh, now. surely, surely. I don't think she would have signed off on it because um, I think she seems so almost sex negative. No, sorry, I shouldn't put that on her, but... Um, <laughs> you don't know her story. Didn't that's you know true. that? I feel like she came out as, like, asexual or something. <laughs> or am I making that up? Am I just... Susan Boyle has joined the asexual <laughs> community. Um... Look, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, well, when I've we got... get to the personal life section. Yes, of course. Um, so can you guess Susan Bottle's net worth for me? I I don't. I don't think I can. I want to say, like, God, maybe, like, I don't know. I'm bad at this. Like, 20 mil? 20 mil. Is that a lot? James, double it. She's worth $40 million. I was so close. I mean, deserved. Yeah. Deserved. Outsold. It's because, you know why? She's just chilling at her little home in Scotland. Yes. Not spending exorbitantly. It's all... She got her coin from that album and she said... Let me save it. Yeah. I might need it one day. So after after BGT, I mean, she's selling out everything. She's touring. um, Begins sort of an intense fascination with her love life in the tabloids, of course. Because she's saying at the time of BGT, she's never like being on a date she's never had a boyfriend and she's like 47 Mm -hmm. um which you know I feel like is a big part of her story she's like she's she's saying like I'm hideous I'm hideous undateable I'm unemployed unemployed downtrodden yes I've dreamed a dream yeah um so I did a bit of a, a a deep dive into her romantic um past okay I mean there's article upon article about her her love life okay because for some reason everyone wants to know about this woman oh especially this lady the, the British tabloids yes that's um so the last the last update I could find uh was in 2020 okay um, recently in a Daily Mail article the headline was Susan Boyle 58 reveals it's been six years since she last went on a date and the 45 minute rendezvous sparked fears she'd been kidnapped. Um, she's just like me. So she obviously, she goes on so few dates that she disappears for, um, 45 minutes and her team is thinking she's been, she's been taken away. She's been captured. She's been captured. She's been captured. <laughs> Susan Boyle has been captured. Oh God, imagine that. The national security disaster. Oh, truly. She said, um, this is a, this is a quote. I've been proposed to in Japan met inspirational people along the way and gone on a date with a doctor I met in Florida. So I'm thinking, who's this? Who's this doctor? She's actually brought up this one date many, many, (laughs) many, many times in every single article. All I can find is her talking about her going on this one date with the doctor. Um, So this was back in the day. Um, And this is another another quote from her. She said, um, the guy was nice. But he wasn't for me. He wasn't for me. I couldn't be dealing with keeping up with the correspondence. <laughs> not the correspondence. Not with the correspondence. Well, a long distance love. I can't do it. Exactly. It's a bit tricky. I mean, you know what? To be fair, I can hardly keep up with somebody who lives in like, like a different suburb. So yes. I mean, she's right. Keeping up with the correspondence is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like I've struggled with that myself. Keeping Literally. up with correspondence. Um, and yeah, Florida, look, she doesn't belong there. It's hot. It's hot. Um, it's she's a fair Scottish woman. Yeah, she should be up in the Highlands. Yes, exactly. Where she belongs. Literally. Um, so 
Oh yeah, she and she was asked by OK Magazine if she ever dates. She said, you mean go with the fellas? No, youngsters may be able to do it, but I haven't got the time. It is still nice to be asked, asked though. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that is sweet. Do you go with the fellas, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, every now and then. I feel a bit like Susan, maybe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, keep, you know, I struggle with the correspondence. Um, every time I'm going on a date, everyone thinks I'm being kidnapped. <laughs> um, they're like, he hasn't tweeted in 40 minutes. Like, what's Literally. happened? He's been kidnapped. Um, so, I mean, uh, it sounds like the spotlight was really... Really Spotlight bad. was glaring on Susan for yep. quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a feud with her brother. I remember um, this. You yeah. remember this. What do you know of this? Um, it just did not go well. I remember, <laughs> didn't he like steal money from her or something? Um, okay, so he threatened to kill himself if she didn't give him 50,000 pounds. He was right to do so. <laughs> He threatened to kill himself. Um, horrible. Um, I don't know what was Why going on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, it's it's a bizarre thing to say. Uh, I mean, I, I would do it. Um, no, no, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, they were estranged for yeah. a long time. He came back in a big way saying, I will kill myself if you don't give me £50,000. Um, I think she must have done it. Um, they have made up since. Oh, beautiful. I'm, uh, I'm glad. Yeah, the story's come full circle. I think she's like an aunt or something. Now. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, like from his... Maybe I'm making that up. I'm not sure. But I, I, I sort of tried to do a bit of a dig on him, see what he... Was there anything? What his story is. All I could find is that he, like, restores old cars. Okay. Um, which is very much a, like, well, Maybe he needed $50,000 to, like, buy a new car. Well, no, this was before. <laughs> I think he's had a lot of kind of, like, little businesses. Uh, okay. Um, and, you know, if you're restoring old cars, you're very much a, like unemployed <laughs> no offense no offense to any listeners who might do that uh, <laughs> i'm sure we've got a big car audience oh, absolutely. already um but it's kind of like oh this is like just a hobby that you're trying to monetize yeah exactly. um sorry can't remember his name can't remember his name but sorry um now if you remember um the woman who rolled her eyes the woman who rolled her eyes if you remember her she was actually, she's quite a big part of the Susan Boyle story that we forget about um, because, okay, according to this article, she endured months of horrible online threats from all over the world and she was even filmed by a stranger on a train. Um, Strangers contacted her pals with threats, including... Shouldn't laugh. <laughs> Including a quote that we bitch will burn in hell, which is very, it's a very Scottish. That, that I mean, it sounds like maybe burn. Susan said that herself. <laughs> that we bitch. That we bitch will burn in hell. <laughs> very Scottish. Yeah. And so I can't really take it seriously. Um, it's, um, that we bitch. It's, it's, it's like she got the K-pop stance of the Susan yes. Boyle. The, and this Susan is more K-pop stands were on this poor woman. <laughs> this is before, you know, stand culture and everything. Susan Boyle, I guess, invented that. She kind of did. When she set her wolves onto this poor <laughs> 18-year-old girl. Her name was Jennifer, actually. Um, and she worked in a salon near Glasgow. She said, um, going to the BGT auditions was supposed to be a great night out with pals. I can't believe how it all turned out. Wow. Wow. 
I mean, would you have rolled your eyes at her, James, do you think? <sighs> That's very unlike me. You know, I'm very good <laughs> very at kind. holding my facial expressions, especially. Yes, really. you always think before you speak. Yeah. Yes. Very bad. They've always said that about me. Yes. So I don't think I would have rolled my eyes. No, you would have been but cheering. But I think Sam might have. Me? <laughs> no. Look, maybe in 2009... I might have when I was young. It was a different time. It was a different time. Now I'm very supportive of people of all ages. Thank you. Um, getting Thank out you. into the workforce, um, which is what she was doing. Um, but I mean, the the thing is, Jennifer, she did not apologize. Um, you know what? Stand your ground. Stand your ground. She she was kind of saying, you know what? Everyone was doing it. Literally. And I'm being targeted for doing why it. Why is poor Jennifer being targeted? Exactly. Um... But Susan actually spoke out and she said, stop bullying Jennifer. She said, leave the poor girl alone. She had the same reaction as the judges and everyone else and she doesn't deserve to be singled out. Beautiful. So that's sweet. I mean, that's something that even artists today don't do. Um, As we know, Taylor Swift is quite quick to set her fans on. Oh. And, you know, look, I'll and say I'm... And the barbs are out. It's all... The barbs are out. And, look, I'm, I am a part of it. Like, I will say if Taylor Swift tells me to bully someone, I'll do it. It's you. Well, look, Hi. It's, You're the problem. The problem. Look, not mindlessly, I will consider the, the merits of the situation. Like... <laughs> the ethical... When she came for that um, Netflix show. Oh, my God, yeah. I did tap out of that one. I'm saying... Um, what? <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit, um... It was a bit psycho. Yeah. Um, and no one come for me for saying that. <laughs> um, but it was. I mean, our huge <laughs> listenership of Swifties, which... <laughs> I mean, it's maybe the fifth time I've brought her up. Exactly. Um, and it's not even about her. Do you remember when um, Selena Gomez did the same thing? They made, like, a joke about a kidney on Saved by the Bell and she, like, went nuclear. No. Oh, yeah. Saved by the Bell? The, the Is robot. this a kid's show? No, they, oh, well, um. Oh, oh, the reboot. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, she, like, they were, like, made a joke about Selena Gomez, like, having a kidney or whatever. And then, like, yeah, similar vibe. Anyway. Wow, I didn't hear about this. I guess I'm not a, um. Not a selenator. Selenator. I'm a selenator. I mean, her kidney's been back in the news in a big way this week. Oh, famous. In a big way. A um, big way. Apparently, they, they, she, they came out and, like, squashed that drama. Like, oh, the, they, the girl. they settled the beef. Yeah. Oh, that's she good. She was like, no, we're still friends. It's fine. Oh, okay. Well, it definitely seems like there's a bit of bad blood oh, there. Not to get sidetracked by Selena Gomez's kidney. Um, <laughs> as one is to do. But, um, yeah, Susan, she's still single as far as I know. Um, we watched her. She did a little... Um, uh, House tour. Uh, yeah. Like a, like a architect's digest, yes. but for Extremely like... Extremely off Yes, it was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, literally. And she's... She looks very different. She's got like short hair. She's yeah, colored her hair. Colored hair. Um, and it's extremely quick too. The whole thing goes for about three minutes. Yeah, because you get the vibe. She doesn't want to do it. And there's like one bit where she's literally like, "Oh, that's the spare room. We're not going yeah, in we're there." Not- <laughs> <laughs> she's was, like, "I haven't cleaned that." I haven't cleaned. You kind of haven't cleaned that. <laughs> yeah. She she kind of just goes around her house. She waddles around her house. She points at things. She says, "Oh yeah, we got we used this- to be nine kids in this bedroom. Yeah, we got this done up." Um, We've renovated this, blah, blah, blah. This is my dressing room. It used to be my bedroom. Yeah. I, like, okay. I mean, so we, we have to be clear. She lives in um, like a, a dump. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not to be unkind, but it, it's a bit of a dump. I mean, it's kind of like my apartment. I live in a dump. There's cracks in the walls. Um, 
And like where I live is not that different from where Susan Boyle lives. And she has $40 million. Yeah, she lives in the, the Brunswick of Scotland. She does. Yes, oh my God. Brunswick, I, just, I live in I Brunswick just, East. I was just <laughs> you on the podcast. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of fags in the suburb. If you find me in particular, good luck. I've probably posted my address online at some point, actually. You can probably find her uh, if you want to come over. <laughs> um, You're going to go around with some boys. <laughs> with some boys? With some boys. Oh, go with the fellas. Go with the fellas. If anyone wants to go with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm fascinated by Susan in that she has all of this money and she doesn't spend it. She lives in this shithole. Yeah. Sorry, I lives in this gorgeous house. Um, I mean, it, look, I was being, it is still nicer than my apartment. <laughs> but, but you know. It's, yeah, it's definitely like, yeah. It, it, it kind of raises that question, like, you know, like if you won the lottery, like, would you spend it all? Like what? Yes. Like it's that kind of yes. thing. If you had the voice of an angel and you and suddenly you, acquired a net worth of $40 million. Would you, would you still work? Well, she wouldn't because she was unemployed. Well, yes. Oh, well, yeah. I wonder what she was doing before that. But, I mean, I would definitely spend the money on um, a huge house. Yeah, something nice. She did actually. Sorry, I should mention she did try. She, she oh, bought she? a gorgeous house, but it was too big for her. She said, oh. I have to move back to the house I've been in for 30 years or whatever. Fair. I mean, fair, I guess, but, like, get a grip. Like, come <laughs> on now. I don't know. I'm like, do you enjoy your life, Susan Boyle? She has Susan, if you're listening, do you enjoy your life? Right yeah, now? call in, Susan. Please <laughs> She has such like a, she has such a sad soul, it seems. Do you think so? I think she's quite happy. She enjoys the simple things mm. because fame corrupts, as we know, yeah. and money corrupts. Fame is a prison. Fame is a prison. I, all you need to do is watch A Star is Born to see how uh, this story could have gone differently. Yeah. Um, so I'll save, I've got much, we'll save, save that for another episode, I think. She's kind of the Ali Main of, um, of Scotland. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got to admire that, I guess. Did she win? Sorry, that just reminded me. Like, did she win any like Grammys or anything? Susan Boyle. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let me look into I, that. I didn't. Okay, hold, hold the line. Live on the pod. Did Susan Boyle win a Grammy? I feel like I would have seen a speech or something of her yeah. at the Grammys. Um, Actually, truly though, because she maybe because she all of her albums are like covers. They're not like it's not original music. Is that not eligible? Well, it's like. Oh, she was oh, nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album at the Grammys in 2011 Best for I Dream Pop Dream. Vocal. Who was she up against? Ooh, you know? Let's find out. 2009 Best Pop Vocal uh, Album. 2011, sorry. Wait. Oh. Yeah, 2011. Okay. Um, against, um, and she was also nominated the following year um, for Best Pop Vocal, I think, as well. Okay. Oh, so... A stacked category. Wow. So we have Susan Boyle for I Dreamed a Dream. Of course. Battle Studies by John Mayer. Oh. My World 2.0 by Justin Bieber. Teenage okay. Dream by Katy Perry. Oh, oh, right. And the winner, The Fame Monster by Lady Gaga. Holy shit. What a stacked category. Oh my category. God, what a year for music. What? Excluding John Mayer, that man can rot in hell. Uh, <laughs> hell. He can rot in hell. Hell, man. Um, and then she was nominated the following year for pop, traditional pop vocal, I think. Right. And where is it? Um, oh, traditional pop. Oh, she lost. Um, so she was her for her second album, The Gift, in concert on Broadway by Harry Connick Jr. Nominated okay. in the same category as Barbara Streisand. Right. For What Matters Most. Um, Seth MacFarlane r- released an album and she lost to Tony Bennett for Duets Part 2. 
Right. Which is the infamous album where Tony and Gaga did The Ladies Tramp, starting this long oh, friendship. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, so that's where it all began. It all began. Wow. So oh, she's an honorary doctorate. Susan does? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've really lacked in my research, haven't I? She's got two honorary doctorates. In what? In 2012, she was awarded an honorary doctorate for her contribu- contribution to the creative industry from Edinburgh's Queen Margaret University. Right. And in 2015, she got an honorary doctorate in the field of music from the Royal Conservatoire in Scotland. Oh, good for her. Good for her. Another fact, um, she does have diabetes. Um, that was just, I, I came across that in my research. That's and, great. Um, not great. No, it's yeah. not great. She said, um, I had a quote from her actually about, she told um, the mirror, um, quote, I need to stop eating sweeties and cakes. It's the bane of my life. <laughs> She's so relatable she in is. ways that, like, she I, I too need to stop eating sweeties and cakes. It's it, the bane of our lives. It is. It's She can't keep up with the fellas, with the correspondence. She can't stop eating sweeties. She lives in a dump. Literally. You're describing me right now. <laughs> Literally. Um, Did you know I've, that she had a jukebox musical written about oh, her life. Oh, yes. I yeah. Dreamed to Dream, the Susan Boyle musical. Yes, and she was involved to some yeah. extent. Yes. So she would, like, come out and sing two songs at the end of every show. Yes, and she said she was a bit uncomfortable with the whole thing at first. Yeah. Um, but she came around. She tore. She tore. I mean, we kind of overdue for a movie on her life. I know... Pablo Lorraine's Boyle. <laughs> Boyle. I mean, such an attractive name, Boyle. Have you seen Boyle yet? Boyle. It's the front runner. It was a name that was so sweet. (laughs) Um, I would be suited for Boyle. Who who would play her? Oh, my goodness. I mean, mean, to bring it back to earlier discussions, I mean, Olivia Olivia Colman. Colman. I feel like that's that's too... You've kind of got to get... I, I think you've got to get someone who can sing. I think we need the live vocal. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, she could have the prosthetics. Um, the accent. She loves Nicole. the accent work. She loves an accent. I, I feel, oh, Nicole could do it. I'll give it to Naomi. Naomi Watts. Give her something. Naomi throw her a bone. She needs an Oscar play. <laughs> Naomi Watts. That would be the role. Can she sing? I don't know. Right. Who can sing? Um, oh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> I mean, she's been up against Susan in many categories in the yeah. past. It's kind of the natural end to the story. That would, they battle it out. But no, I do, together to I do kind of wonder what's next for Susan. Uh, she, she, I think she's gearing up for a tour. Oh, um, wonderful. I think she had a delayed COVID tour, so. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, if she comes here. If she comes, where would she play? Surely like Rod Labour. Eddie Head. What's <laughs> that, is that her biggest one? She'd yeah. be at Eddie Head Eddie Head or the MCJ. She's kind of like Adele in that way. Literally. The MCG. The MCG. Um, They'd rename it the SBG in her honour. Susan Boyle ground. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They demolished the the grass. Yeah. It's earlier. Ah, it'd be like Adele, like you were saying. It would. We'd be saved. The the Eras tour, the Susan Boyle Eras tour. I'd be saved. God, it would be. I'd I'd have to start saving my pennies now. I don't know if there'd be like a mosh or like a GA. I'd be moshing to Susan. It, it gives her, like, you know what? I'd love to see her at, like, Hamer Hall. Something like really Something lovely, classy. Like a classic with an orchestra. Oh, get oh. her with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Don't. It's one of those. Get her at the Sydney Opera House, doll. Oh, I'd, I'd make the trip up. Make to the see trip. Her, that's for sure. She's uh, sort of, it's the type of show where someone would probably propose, right? Like, 
I mean, that's well, what happens you, at every Adele show, right? Someone literally. proposes. Hey, we should propose to each other for clout. We could be like Look. that. We could be like that. This got broken up with it. Do a leaper. Stop. <laughs> Which is an om. Shout out to that om. Um, it's, it's kind of... Um, Look, I don't want to put anything on Susan Boyle, but I I don't know. Like, is she an ally? <laughs> and look, I'm not implying anything. I'm just asking. I, yeah. Well, I feel like maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe you thought not. she was part of the community. You thought she was yeah. asexual. <laughs> I mean, maybe she is. Like, I guess it would explain that. Right. Literally. Again, not to put a label on Susan. We she can be what pod. she wants. We'll get her on the phone. <laughs> We've got some questions. Is it? No, no, we don't. I don't want to be one of those people speculating about Susan's <laughs> sex life. Like, just let her be. Let, let, it the, be. let the woman be. Um, so what do you, any, any wrapping up thoughts on Susan Boyle? I, you know, coming in, I just forgot how much of an impact this woman has made and how much like, yes memories I have that I've just unlocked of Susan Boyle. Like yes. incredible. Or really She's been there all this time. She's been through it all. Well, not she's lately. the one constant. Yes. I mean she's fallen off mm. lately. What prompted like you to My have your little Suzaisance, if you will? <laughs> Suzaisance. I'm not actually sure. I feel like I mean there was obviously I've been through my Les Mis phase quite recently. Because I thought because I thought the Les Mis came, the Les Mis phase came out of Susan Boyle. Uh, no, other way around. Oh, I think okay. I was looking up, I had listened to um, the film version of I Dreamed a Dream to Death and I sort of needed something else. So I moved on to the original cast recording mm-hmm. with Patty LaPone. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my goodness. Sorry, the levels just went out there. Um, and then I guess... Susan's, I'm like, who's famous for this song? Well, it's Susan Boyle, of course. And then, I don't know, just going back, watching her audition, you know, we don't talk about Susan Boyle anymore. Like, and it's such a, it's such a, a time capsule, her experience in her audition. Yes. It's, you know, one of the first, I think like huge YouTube viral viral hits. Um, And yeah, she was this household name, but I'm like, what? Why has she been since? Where's the story? I think just circling back, I think the film is probably what's next because I know she's sort of sold her film rights around. Oh, okay. um, You know, she gets a good buck or two for that. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, I'm like, what's in the film? Because we don't really know a lot about what happened before she walked out onto that stage in those gorgeous hills and the beige dress. That's why I think we get Pablo Lorraine. Yes. We get an imagined history. Yeah. Oh, well, imagined. Well, not imagined per se, but like the, like, we don't know what happened. So we're going to fill it in ourselves. Yes. Well, I'm sure, I mean, she's still alive. Susan she Boyle's blonde. When are we getting Susan, <laughs> Susan Boyle's blonde? Susan Boyle's blonde. All the Twitter debunking Susan Boyle's oh, my movie. <laughs> um, oh, I, yeah. Well, because... Uh, Pablo Lorraine's doing one on Maria Callas next. Are you familiar with Maria Callas? No. She's like the opera singer, like the grand dama. Right. Like, and she, Where's she, she from? Uh, she's Italian, but I think right. she's American. Right. Um, she, and she's being played by Angelina Jolie. Oh, so oh well, wow, that's a match made in heaven. Exactly. So I think we could have the two pieces. We've got Spencer and Jackie. About, yes. You know, political women. And then we could do... Um, Callous and Boyle about like two Callous beautiful, beautiful singing women yes. who against all odds persevered. I just hope Susan doesn't have a tragic end and I don't want to sound morbid, but I, I don't think she will. No. I think she's fine. Like she's not going to, 
um, be like a Whitney or an Amy. Oh, um, yeah, I think like she seems immune from the pressures of fame, which exactly. is what we love about her. She's just vibing. She's just vibing. Um, so the central um, conceit of this podcast: Susan boils out her, our gate. Do we let her in? Do we let her in? And what's on the other side of the gate? It's sort of our. Um, it's our it's our hall of fame. It's our yes. What we would consider. The um, queer canon. The queer canon. It's the creme de la creme of, um, of culture. It's it's a tough list. Behind our gate. And it's the big gay hall of fame. Susan's standing there. She's. It's almost like her initial edition. We're sitting there. We've got the buzzers. We've got the buzzers. Simon. Oh Simon. Oh Simon. Oh James. <laughs> oh Sam. <laughs> and that's James, only one side of me. <laughs> are you letting her in? Is my question. Oh well. Look, are we letting her in? Are we? I, I just don't know. You don't know? I, I mean, part of me. <laughs> she's impactful. She's, but what has she done lately? I think. It doesn't matter. Mm. And we know what she's done. I've just filled you in. Yeah, She's true. done that freaking house tour. Okay, okay. You but know I what? Mean, look, look, to look at it on the merits. Yeah. She um, is part of the queer community. She's asexual. <laughs> Um, Allegedly. she wore those heels when she came out Yeah, camp. She served her ass off. Um, she sung I Dreamed a Dream. Yeah. Which is... She's for the downtrodden women. Yes. Like ourselves. Downtrodden women. I think she's queer through and through. And she can't get a date as yeah. well. Yeah, okay. Which is also queer. Yeah. Okay. She's in. Have I convinced I you? Let her in. Let's let her in. Let her in. I've got a sound. Sound of the gate. <laughs> Can we not... That's us letting her in. It's an old gate. It's very squeaky. It's, it's, it's big it and oil. It's old. I mean, it's huge as well. You guys can't see it because it's yeah. podcast. It's fucking huge. Yeah, this gate. It's, it's. I'm exhausted. I don't know how you got it into your apartment, Sam. I know. Well, it's important. It's important. That's why. So she's Susan Moore, the first, the first person to, to make it in. To make it in. God. Oh, wow. And of all her achievements, I'm sure this is the crowning this, one. She's broken. The charts, she's been nominated for Grammys, she's toured the world, and now she's in yeah, our okay. gate. And well. As she should be, as, as she, she should, should be. be. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful Should moment. be some convincing, but I I'm I'm at pace with it. We got there. We got there. We did. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. This for has listening. been the first episode of Gatekeeping. Thank you. Make sure to, you know, leave us a comment, like a it. A nice comment. Nothing nasty. You know what? Anything, engagement is engagement, <laughs> you know. Um, All press is good press. If you've got some hate, throw it our way. You can, you um, know, follow us on yes, Instagram. Yes, we'll have our links. We'll have our links in the bio. Um, if you've got any topic suggestions, please let us know. Yes, please send us topic suggestions. We are open to many things. Yeah, something along the lines of Susan Boyle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, something as iconic, legendary Iconic, legendary. Ugh. Great. Well, we'll see you all next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.